You are Locked On Bulldogs Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bulldogs Postcast. I am Tanitra Batiste here with Jarvis Davis and another week of college football, another win for UGA, but Jarvis, not an easy win at all. Vanderbilt proved not to be an easy out for the dogs. Yeah, when you think about what, how this game kind of played out, you got started off with, you know, Vanderbilt coming out in the first drive, touchdown, you know, down 7-0. He's like, okay, what's going on here? Right. So, and then, you know, thankfully, you know, Carson Beck got off to a decent start as far as with the quick throws, you know, that they wanted to kind of get him into a rhythm that has kind of worked out for him the past few games, you know, throwing for over 300 yards, you know, in three consecutive games leading into this one. So I think that, you know, overall, it is the Bulldogs are still trying to get them into a space where they want to know that, hey, we got to mm-hmm. get our quarterback going first, and then we want to be able to finish games out with the run game. And I think this game was kind of interesting when you when you start think about all the injuries that they had mm-hmm. in that first half. Like, Georgia wanted to shrink this game down. Like, they yeah. wanted to limit the possessions because they know that they're better than Vanderbilt, to be, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. And then they once they were able to do that, then you start to see, like, what, in the third quarter, I think each team had one possession. So, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and, and Fandy had to finish theirs out in the, in the, in the fourth quarter. So, it's mm-hmm. just so many things where they went into this game knowing that they could win, and and but I feel like they didn't want to – they didn't feel pressured or they didn't feel like they had to kind of throw the football around like they did last week against yeah. Kentucky. So I, I think that Georgia overall came out on top of saying, you know what, here's a game plan that we can implement for this particular game and, you know, get the win and get on home. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things as well, where you are getting ready, uh, like we talked about earlier for the bye week and, um, then coming back for Florida. So this is an opportunity to kind of tweak some things. It's an opportunity to kind of put some new things in there. And one of the things that uh, Kirby Smart said ahead of the game was that he wanted to do that. That's what he wanted to see out of Carson Beck. I want to see things come faster. I want to throw more complex uh, schemes at him and kind of see where that takes us. So I think you started kind of seeing that. And we know there were a few kerfuffles but ultimately this was the team and the game to to have kerfuffles and now the ones we don't like and the ones that were really scary is like you said um you knew ahead of time that dan jackson wasn't going to play but didn't know it was due to illness so kirby smart just uh shared that but also he talked about a couple of those key injuries that happened and were really scary i mean when you see the best player in college football go down like brock bowers did you, you're praying and hoping that everything goes well. And Kirby Smart did confirm just minutes ago that the x-rays on Brock Bowers were negative. Initially, it looks like a lower ankle sprain, but won't know for sure until later. And he also confirmed that Kendall Milton did take a hit on his MCL, but they don't have more information on him until uh, – they're not going to have more information on him until later. But some information I wanted to share with you guys is – The fact that these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. 
Now, Jarvis, one of the things that, you know, wanted to talk about as well is going back to that. Let's talk Brock Bowers first. Right, of course. Because that's the scary, scariest one as your offense is just now starting to really click on all cylinders. You're trying to take that offense to the next level. And here comes this. Yeah, that's the unfortunate piece, right? And that's why I feel like they wanted to shrink this game. It was like, yes. man, let's get let's get out of here. This win, get this win. Yes. Let's get this run game going. Let's get Dejan Edwards popping off. Yeah. And yeah. we saw, you know, him kind of have a breakout one of his best mm-hmm. games in his career mm-hmm. since he's been a dog. Yes. So that's one of the reasons why I feel like they wanted to kind of get this game over with because yeah. you start to see him, you know, get done. But when you talk about the, the best player in college football being yes. injured, and going down like that, you know, and then we just, like you said, you got the news that um, Kirby confirmed that there's a lower ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to hear. Uh, yes. Of course, yes. you I was thinking not the to same get injured thing. at all. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you're talking about that high ankle sprain, sprain is, yeah. That's a yeah. whole different ball game. So, and, and we had, you had, the Bulldogs have had a couple of guys have that tightrope surgery, ter- surgery that took, to you know, help speed up that process, mm-hmm. and we know Marius Mims is on his way. He's on the men coming back from that same type of injury. So mm-hmm. thankful that it's not a high ankle sprain, yes. low ankle sprain. Like you're going into the bye week. That's mm-hmm. good. And mm-hmm. then you know, you know, you got Florida after that. So you got two weeks to heal up. So it, thankfully, you know, it happened when it did. Yeah. So you can give him some time to rest. And I think that. Going up against a team like Vanderbilt, you really didn't need him anyway because you're just right. that much better than Joy, mm-hmm. better than Vandy. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is when you see a guy like that go down. Like there are a lot of, I'm sure there were a lot of thoughts on that Georgia sidelines, including Kirby Smarts, saying, you know, and it's going on in his head. It's like, okay, like where are we with this? And yeah. let's make sure that this guy isn't hurt. And that's why I was not surprised at all when uh DJ, I was listening to the radio broadcast as well. Um, DJ Shockley talking about how hey. These guys are going to be out. I was like, I was not shocked at all. No pun intended. (laughs) No. And yeah, I can't blame you. And the good thing is they have guns. They have weapons. And Dominic Lovett showed exactly what he can do. Nine receptions, 72 yards and a touchdown. So it's good to know that there were still players in that game that could affect the game. But yeah, I, I, I feel like that was one where Kirby was like, you know what? Let's just get, get out of here. Because at some point, you don't want to start having guys drop and then it's something more serious, like what we're looking at with Kendall Milton with taking a hit on that MCL. Now, granted, like we talked about, at least it's not an ACL. A UCL and MCL are the the lesser of the three evils. So that's the good thing. Well, if we hear more during this broadcast, of course, we'll share. But I want to go back to something that you've been saying as well, which is let me see some of that run game. Let me see where Kendall Milton is. Let me see where Dejon Edwards is. I want to, it doesn't have to be RBU. I just want to know what those top two or three backs look like and what they're going to contribute to as you evolve this offense and get deeper into your SEC play. Yeah. And Thankfully, I mean, Xavier Trust being hurt, being injured as well, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. You know, because yeah. he's been that guy to kind of step in for Amarius Mims at the right tackle spot. And Amarius mm-hmm. Mims, like you said, he's more than likely he's trending towards being possibly being ready for that Florida game. But mm-hmm. we're not, we haven't got that confirmation just yet. Right. But I, I think that Kendall Milton being injured, I don't think is that big of of a, of a loss because you have your lead back this year in 2023 in Dejan Edwards. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about a, that depth piece, yes. that's what you're missing. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the part where you're going to miss him the most yeah. because 
You know, like you had Trust go down. You got Amarius Mims out. You got a true freshman in there stepping in there at the right tackle spot. You mm-hmm. still rotating at that left guard spot. So you were just starting to get a little bit of continuity up front. Yeah. And then here you go with another injury at, at, at a spot that Xavier Trust has filled in and tremendously in, mm-hmm. in that spot mm-hmm. for, for a guy that in Amarius Mims who's going to go to the NFL one day. So I, I think that that's probably the – the big, the second biggest loss, you know, obviously Brock Bowers is the biggest loss. Yeah, when you're talking about, you know, one of your offensive linemen that that, that has can feel has played different spots for you and, and been have done in a solid job. That's mm-hmm. where I start to get concerned, and I think that you know losing a running back, yeah, sure, you know, the Bulldogs got plenty of guys that can throw in there and they can get the job done. But yeah, when you're talking about up front and then you have to throwing in throwing in true freshmen. You know, mm-hmm. getting their first reps in, in SEC yeah. play. Yeah, the pressure, that's, right. That's when, yeah, that, the pressure gets real at that point, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, of course, we can look at it and say, wow, you know, Vandy started, Vandy scored 20 on Georgia, and Georgia only scored 37. But there are, some, there are a couple factors. Uh, first of all, the conditions at Vanderbilt are atrocious for the away right. team. When no you doubt, are yeah. basically huddling in a tent, uh, that could be a challenge <laughs> right? Yeah. at 11 a.m. in the morning. Right. And so, yeah, you know, yeah. you essentially have been up since 6.15. And so maybe you do have a little bit more of a sluggish start than normal. But ultimately, they were able to get it together because they still were able to put 37 points on the board. What were your thoughts on how the offense was able to move the ball today? I thought I thought they did a, a solid job. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a, Obviously, you know, with, with, you know, Carson Beck throwing the interception, you know, you don't want him to throw like it literally looked like he threw it exactly right to the guy. Those, yes. those type of intercepts you don't want. Tip balls, tip passes, like he was tipped at the line of scrimmage. So yeah. maybe give him a, a little bit of a pass on that one. Sure. But yeah, those are type of mistakes that you don't want to see him make. I thought he held on mm-hmm. the ball a little bit too long yeah. um, today as well because there was a one sack that he took that was totally on him. It was a hundred percent on him because he kind of ducked a little bit. You know, a little slid to the side and ducked a little bit of pressure. As soon as he ducked that pressure, you see anyone, you don't see anyone there, just get rid of the football, throw it away. And, and I think that, you know, at least throw it in the direction of someone out of bounds where it's not not a catchable ball. So, mm-hmm. um, and then you, you have to kick a longer field goal than that. It's just little things like that that I feel like that's what's going to get Carson back to that next level, right? We, yeah. get, we know he has the talent, we know he has mm-hmm. the connections with Ra Ra and, and Dominic Love yeah. and Rock yeah. Bowers. It's just the next level step, next step level up for him is mm-hmm. those little things. Yeah. Like if it's not there, get rid of it. Don't right. try to make a play. Don't try to, you know, get out of it and then hold on to the ball. Like you put right. your offensive line in a bad position when, when you start to do things like that. Yeah. And that's one of those where, like you said, next level play is decision making because the physical right. is already there, but you've right. got to be able to make the right call. Even sometimes if that's pulling the ball down and just running with it so that you don't lose the kind of the yards you lose when it comes to when it comes to, you know, third down or being able to convert or keep the chains moving. That's a you know, that's a bit of a challenge if you're just kind of standing there kind of like a statue or to your point earlier, maybe it's a tip ball, but nonetheless an interception. So you just got to make some better decisions. And I wanted to ask uh, just one more question on the O-line because that's another area where we talked about on the Atlanta football party earlier in the week was seeing how they were going to perform and seeing how 
they can, how they're gelling game by game. So going back to Xavier Trust, how, and I know he's important, but my point being, what did you see today out of the interior, the, excuse me, the O-line that makes you say, hey, this O-line is still good to go. Carson Beck still has the coverage that he needs. And all of our running backs still have the blocking that they need to be able to be successful in both the pass and run situations. Uh, I think that they have what they need. They just have to be healthy, like I, you know, because like I said, I would like to see someone kind of take over that that left guard spot. Mm-hmm. I don't really care for the whole rotational rotational thing. I, I yeah. feel like at some point you're limiting somebody's growth progression as you go through the season because at the end of the day like you want to see somebody say you know what I'm I'm the guy for this spot and and yeah. I think that Dylan Fairchild and Michael Morris probably you know have it kind of going back and forth I, I like Dylan Fairchild but I, I like Michael Morris just a little bit more yeah. um, when it comes to just you know getting up to that next level and, mm-hmm. and getting up, up on a second level to those linebackers and, and springing that running back for those big runs that those chunk plays that Kirby Smart desperately wants uh, he wants those 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 explosive plays to mm-hmm. to be a little bit more um, um showing up on film on, on saturday so uh, i think right now but right now they're fine they just yeah. have to get healthy that's one yeah and you know for all intents and purposes because of the competition they played today they went in with a different kind of business attitude but speaking of business that's the attitude that you need to take when you are on linkedin and jarvis is going to tell you how linkedin can help you to get your career going folks listen up jarvis davis here from linkedin this episode of the georgia bulldogs postcast is brought to you by linkedin these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Yes, that's why I'm telling That's why I'm here talking to you about LinkedIn because you need to go there right now. You want to get the best candidates for the job? You want to get the best people in your building, in your organization to help you get that your job, your business to the next level? LinkedIn Jobs is where you need to go. You can find the right people for your team faster and for free. I'm telling you, people, it's simple tools like creating, like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize you, who you like to interview and hire. So guess what? It, this is why small business rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in de- delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So here's what I want you to do. Go to LinkedIn Jobs. You're going to help you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. And post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We are in the midst of talking about a little bit of a different college application, right? We're talking about a little bit of dogs football, and we're going to your side of the football, your side of the line is scrimmage, and that's on the defensive side. And we talked about this as well on the Atlanta football party, how we wanted to see some big jumps on the defensive side. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if when you saw, especially the front, I think less of the secondary, more of the defensive front. What did you see? Did you see anyone that you were looking to see make a move, actually make a jump? Well, to be honest, I saw a little bit of Michael Williams. I saw a yeah, little bit of Warren that's who you Brinson. called out. You know, I saw those were some of the guys that they, they kind of popped out for me today. Not as much as I wanted them to, but you okay. did see some 
some progressions that are like, okay, you understand, kind of understand why I'm calling those guys out because, mm-hmm. hey, they have that potential and it's there. But I think overall, like, they just aren't getting to the quarterback. Seals, you know, um, you know, just was just standing there, you know, in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And when you think about being able to make throws and, and, and being able to put pressure on quarterbacks, you mm-hmm. would think a team like Georgia – Right, are loaded with four and five star guys. You would think mm-hmm. they'd be able to get to the quarterback like on a consistent right. basis, and you just didn't do it. T, there were times where they sent pressure, mm-hmm. and the quarterback still was sitting back there, wait, you know, able to find his guy, like go right. through his progressions, or he was getting rid of that bad boy quick, you know. Yeah. So that's what I, when I was listening, like you, yeah. I was listening to it on the radio, and I was hearing that, and I'm thinking, why is he able to get to his second, third? receiver so yeah that was kind of troubling me as well in terms of what you're saying but continue i just when you said that that just kind of triggered me for what i saw or what i heard and that was my reaction yeah he was 19 for 29 you know uh two touchdowns you know they had a wide receiver in shepherd that was he oh looks yeah like he could probably Falling out maybe <laughs> right. may at least be a wide receiver three on georgia squad dude had yeah. size he was making some good mm-hmm. catches out there you yeah. know on on Georgia secondary, who mm-hmm. we talked about how that's their strength of their defense. So exactly. there were, like, it's just for example, like right there on the goal goal line, there was, um, on the goal line going in, I mm-hmm. saw that, you know, Georgia had, it was clear they were playing man coverage. I was just like, watch, they about to get ready to run this little rub right down, right in here at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, as soon as they snapped the ball, seals through that ball so quick because the guy popped open, there was mm-hmm. no communication. When you talk, when it's when you're down on the goal line, T, like you don't have time to assume. Right. <laughs> you got to say, you know, in, 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 in. You got to determine whether or not that's going to, you know, you're going to take. If the guy immediately comes come towards you, you say, hey, mm-hmm. that's your man. If that guy yep. immediately try to jump down inside, you say, hey, I'm not going to follow. I'm going to take mm-hmm. this man coming inside, and we're going to do an immediate switch. So, and but they, but that that communication wasn't there on that particular play, and it was an easy um, touchdown for Vanderbilt. So. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I saw some things that I liked, but I didn't see enough of it. And when you're talking about trying to send pressure and put pressure on the quarterback and you don't get there consistently, yeah, that's a problem. That's an issue. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. you know, I, outside of sending more pressure, being more exotic, but that's going to put more pressure on the back end of your defense. So I think Glenn yeah. Schumann, and Will Muchamp are going to – they got some some stuff they need to figure out. And thankfully, it is a bye week, and they're getting ready. To, and, um, so they're going to have some time to kind of figure out – to come up with a game plan with Florida because mm-hmm. the more the more talent that you face, yeah. the more this is going to become an issue. And I think that, obviously, Vanderbilt doesn't measure up at all against Georgia mm-hmm. from a talent standpoint. So you can get away with those type of things. But yeah. as you go along through the season – you start to get play the Tennessees and the Floridas and all that mm-hmm. stuff in SEC championship, whoever you may face. Yes. This is going to be an issue that's going to come up. And I think that Georgia going Curry Smart, they're gonna have to figure it out really quickly. Yeah. And you can look at, you know, the box score and see the total tackles 35. And granted, Georgia did have the time of possession was 30 minutes. So you pretty much, and actually it was closer to 35. So you pretty much held on to that ball yeah, a whole heck of a lot of time. <laughs> right. Exactly. But my point being, you hold on to the ball that long. I guess I'm thinking the defense should be rested, right? They should be right. fresh, spry, right. ready to go. And we should see 
more than just, okay, 35 tackles, one sack, only four tackles for loss, only three passes defensed. That's what I'm saying, looking at that box score and to your point, seeing one sack. That to me is a problem. And that to me is something that if you don't bring pressure and finish the job and you do go into those big games with your SEC opponents, and listen, it might not be the Tennessee. It might not be the Florida. It might Mm -hmm. not happen until the actual SEC championship game that you really get that level of competition that we're talking about. But these are the games where you should be showing up and showing out so that you're progressing, progressing every time until it's time to play whoever wins the SEC West. And the progression that we're looking for, that stride, that step, just just didn't see it today. Yeah, and and it's it's truly unfortunate because, like, these are the type of games that you're supposed to figure that out, right? These are the get-right games, like. Yes. You know, you, you look at the schedule, you know, defensive line, you know, individual, uh, you know, meetings and stuff like that. You have these conversations. Like, these right. conversations have, like, hey, boy, we're going to be able to get something in this week. Mm, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> it just didn't happen because, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like I said, that talent level, I go back yeah. to that. That talent level is different. It, there's mm-hmm. a vast difference between the level of talent that Georgia has and Vanderbilt has. And yes. You didn't see it on the defensive side of the football. They were mm-hmm. able to put up 20 points. Uh, Ken Seals was just out there slinging that tater around. And, you know, he was looking like, hey, like, is this guy NFL caliber type guy? You know, right. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm being a little facetious there, but yeah. those are the type of things that come and seep into your mind when you say, this dude is out here completing against a pretty good doggone secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you appreciate what Taiki is. Smith was able to do and get the interception and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, those guys up front, like, they got to – somebody has to kind of – somebody has to step up. Somebody yeah. has to say, you know what, in these games where we're supposed to be getting two, three, maybe even four sacks, yeah, you know, we're, you know, especially – and most of those coming from our defensive linemen, the guys that put their hands in the dirt, you know, when it's time mm-hmm. to rush the passer, yeah – that we need to see that. That's yes. that's something that we've been asking for, T, on mm-hmm. the Atlanta football party during the week. Yes. We've been asking for it consistently, and we Indeed. just haven't seen that quite yet. And I think that – and the, the bad thing about it is we know they're, they have guys that are capable yeah. of doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so – Because we yeah. talked about the fact that right. it may not be an all-world defense like last year, but we also right. talked right. about yeah. the fact that they're in the, the conversation. They're in the realm of right. being that type of defense. And so every week – we ask ourselves the question and then we answer our own question with the same yeah. answer, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's the funny to me. I'm like, yep, we've been having this conversation for seven weeks now, and we're going to probably have it again in the ninth week when they return to play, because we just haven't seen, we we've seen progression. We've talked about progression of right. individual players. And we're going to talk a little bit more about bigger picture when we come back, but we talked about progressions that we've seen in individual players on the offensive side of the ball, just haven't had that conversation a lot on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm sure that even if Georgia didn't cover the spread, somebody covered the spread today. So Jarvis, I know you're going to tell everybody about FanDuel so they can learn more about how you can watch these games in a different way that might put some cash in your pocket. <laughs> 
Listen up, folks. This episode of the Locked On Georgia Bulldogs postcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the number one sportsbook in America. Guess what, guys? The NFL season is off to an amazing start. I hope you've been winning some money. But if you haven't gone to FanDuel yet, here's what I want you to do. For new customers, new customers only, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Yes, that's a $5 bet. What are bonus bets, Jarvis? Bonus bets are what you can use to bet on the spreads. What's a spread, Jarvis? You know those little numbers you see beside the team and all that stuff? The minus three and a half or the minus 31 and a half. Most times you see that in the college because, you know, you know how I get down. But um, those are numbers that you can bet on using those bonus bets. And all you got to do is drop $5. You can even use it for player props, over-unders, and much, much more, guys. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time right than right now, right now, literally right now to get in on the action. So here's what I want you to do. I want to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on um, to check out this $5 bet. That's all you got to place, and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets to bet on whatever you want because FanDuel, guys, it is the official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. Yeah, so if you were that person who bet with that 32 and a half point spread, uh, it might not have worked in your favor this yes. this, uh, this weekend. I want to bet that because Georgia been horrible against the spread this year. That's what I was going to say. Like, have you not been paying attention to yes. what they've been doing the first six weeks? Like, this ain't the team to bet on at all. But um, as, as far as betting with FanDuel, now as far as betting on them continuing to get better, on both sides of the ball and where they're going. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about just before we wrap up on offense and defense, you get a week so that you can reset. Tell me this Jarvis from what you, and and listen, not just what you saw today, but maybe as a collective so far this season, where do you think Kirby smart's going to go as far as what he'll focus on, on offense? Where do you think he's going to go as far as where he'll focus on defense? I think they're going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of situational stuff offensively mm. for Carson Beck. Not, not just for Carson Beck. Let me take that back. But for the offense as a whole. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We understand what his capabilities are. He has some very – he has a lot of uh, potential. Let me say, mm-hmm. let me put it that way. And we've seen that kind of come to fruition in, in, in these last few games. Not necessarily this one. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he kind of – I feel like he regressed just a little bit mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, you know, decision-making. But I think overall we've seen progression throughout the season. So I think that yeah. they're going to put him in situations where, okay, if it's down and distance, third mm-hmm. and five, if you start to get pressure, I want you to get rid of the football or either get rid of the football or throw it out of the back of the end zone if you're in the red zone. How can we, you know, implement more inside zones or power running when we are in the shotgun in the red zone? How can we convert mm-hmm. more in the red zone? How can we get more explosive plays? You know, how do, what does that look like if we're out without Brock Bowers, if he's not able to, to come back against Florida? You know, how are we going to implement Dominic Lovett a little bit? How are we going to see if Lad McConkey can be 100% and yeah. start getting him back to what we, what we saw last year? He mm-hmm. and Stetson Bennett had a really good rapport. How do we yeah. get... Lad and Carson on the same that same level, so I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of situational um, um, uh, settings 
yeah. for for this offense in order mm-hmm. to get them to where they need to be. So mm-hmm. when they see those situations or they come into those situations against Florida, they they'll know exactly what to do. On the defense defensive side, mm-hmm. I think that they're going to have to implement some more pressures um, because there. I think against Kentucky, it was Kentucky. Yes, Jamon Dumas Johnson had two sacks against Kentucky, like like second level blitzes. Second and third level blitzes. I think you know they're going to start implement, implementing some of those to kind of put more pressure on the quarterback because when teams are looking at film and knowing that in early downs they're going to have time to throw the football, right? You know what's going to happen. They're going to start taking shots, especially yes. if they have a capable quarterback of throwing the football down the field. So I think mm-hmm. that. What they're going to work, I think it's going to be a lot of individual working, those defensive linemen, all those edge pass rushers, Chaz Chambliss, all those guys. You know, uh, Michael Williams, all of those guys, Warren Brinson, all of those guys are going to be hard at it. I'm sure um, Kirby is going to be hard on those guys saying, hey, mm-hmm. man, work your, work your, work your moves. Work your, yeah. work your moves in the individual drills. Take advantage of it, you know, uh, fully, fully. You know, yeah. when you're working on those those moves. So I think that it's going to be a lot of individual work on the defensive defensive front. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as from a, as far as the secondary goes, I really think that they're going to be fine tuning yeah. a lot of different coverages. And hopefully they throw some more, get those guys involved when it comes to time to send pressure as well. Yeah. And I would agree on both fronts. And just to add real quick, I remember earlier this week, a question was asked of Kirby about what he wanted to stop. And yes, explosive plays was the answer, but the caveat was also, but it starts up front with getting that pressure on the quarterback. So there's not even an opportunity for that down the field pass. So yeah, those to me, what you're sharing is what it sounds like they can focus on in that way, come back, be ready for Florida and be the Georgia that is headed to the SEC championship and possibly the playoff once again. So listen, we appreciate you guys stopping by. And as always, we love talking about dubs as opposed to L's. And so got another dub for Georgia today, 37 to 20 against Vanderbilt. But tomorrow we're looking for another dub. And that is with the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, they're taking on the Washington Commanders. So after that game, check out Jarvis Check out Aaron Freeman and check me out for the Atlanta football party post game show Falcons postcast. We'll see you tomorrow.